yeah, I just had to block all of that out and be like, you know what? That's not allowing me to grow or that's, I can sit here and wallow about whatever so-and-so is doing over there. But in the meantime, they're securing the bag. So... Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Owasu and this is the Success After 30 podcast. In this series, we'll challenge society's myth of achieving all your life goals by the big 3-0. And in turn, we'll encourage you to redefine what the meaning and timeline of success actually looks like to you. Now, in this episode, we're exploring turning passions into a business and how to combat that good old imposter syndrome. You ready? Or well, let's go. My guest this week has been all over Instagram timelines during this lockdown. I'm trying to keep us all healthy and in shape and fit and tight and snatched and all of them things. Um, She's someone I've definitely been turning to when it comes to my own stop and start fitness journey. Don't worry, guys, I'm getting better, I promise. I know NSG don't mind a little bit of a fupa, but personally, yeah, I definitely do. (laughs) So a warm welcome goes out to Miss Gina Abeng, aka Just Jean, aka Miss Train to Slay, aka the Fupa Destroyer. Okay, that's a new one. I like that one though, but I'll take it. I'll add it to my list of names. So how have you been during the sort of lockdown period? Um, You know what? I've I've gone through like waves. So in the beginning, when we first went into lockdown, I think I panicked. And I guess because my job requires face-to-face interaction, I literally just thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, I think I'd sulked for like a few days and I was just like, all right, cool. Get yourself together, Gina. Um, it's sink or swim. Mm. It's like, come up with a way of like making it work for you. Um, and so I started doing like free online workouts. It was so crazy because I literally was about to start doing face to face classes. So I put out ah. the link and then next day was like, yeah, we're in lockdown. So that's not going to happen. And I was like, oh, Corona, you're really ruining the bag. Um, <laughs> well, I made it work because I thought, do you know what? There's no reason why we can't do this remotely. So I started doing like uh, IG live workouts um, every day. And then I did it for about just over three weeks. And then I thought, okay, cool. Let's see how we can turn this into something financial because ultimately this is your bread and butter and yeah everybody is in the need of a pickup uh, I didn't have the benefit of furlough if that makes sense so I'm like mm. do you know what I mean so I was like as much as I want to give to everyone around me and the community I also have to pay my bills so I set up the online subscription and I guess one of the ways I felt that I could balance it out was the price point so the price point was fifteen pounds because, and I thought that was a good price point because one, it's relatively cheap. Uh, compared to like a gym, yeah, compared to a monthly gym membership, and for what you're getting, you are guaranteed a minimum of five workouts every single day, and it works out to be like sixty something people a workout. So I was like, it's not even just for me to pay my bills, but it's also to kind of help everybody with their well-being so that was the biggest thing for me just like having that mental break because I was still working so that was like a day like day in day out just being by the laptop so that workout in the middle of the day or like in the evening was just like the perfect sort of escape I guess I didn't expect that many people to sign on it's weird because I feel like I've definitely suffered from imposter syndrome a lot it really kind of showed itself to me but why why was that do you know what it is I think yeah because I definitely rate myself and I rate Mm. my ability and I rate my work rate. Like I know that I'm amazing, but I guess for me it was because I felt like I wasn't in the position that I deserve, maybe I felt like I deserved to be. Then it had me second 
maybe you're not as great as you think. Or, do you know what I mean? And when you say like the position that you think you deserve to be in, what frame that in your mind? Like, did you, do you mean like recognition by the wider fitness industry? Yeah, because I feel like in the community, in our community, I feel like I've definitely like earned my stripes. And, but I always, I just, I never wanted to just stop there because the world is my oyster. Do you get what I mean? So I wanted to kind of cross over and I felt like I was knocking on doors and stuff and nothing was really coming back. So for me, it was more, and every time I'd speak to people or like people would love to sing my praises. And I'd always <laughs> feel like, no, guys, no, like, I guess I never, and the thing is, is because I, I have very high expectations for myself. So right. I'm not taking away what I've done, but when people are like, oh, you're doing amazing, you're doing sick. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm doing okay. You do that a lot, women and then also black women. Like we just don't downplay so many of our achievements. Like, oh yeah, it's not, it's not that. Why are you gassing me? Yeah, I always just felt like, mm, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but I'm really grateful because this year it's forced me to grow. Like I can't operate in a space of imposter syndrome. Otherwise I'm not going to get to where I need to go. And I feel like once I stopped operating in that realm and really like believed in myself, Things just took off, like... But what was that switch, though? Did you do anything, like, practically to make you stop thinking that you didn't belong in that position? It's been a... Do you know, it's been a pro, a process. And this year, because I had a lot of more time and it's something I've always wanted to kind of get back into, I really committed to reading. And I read a lot of self-help books and things to kind of just really help me as an individual and work on my weaknesses. And in doing that, I've just kind of got to the space where I'm able to to believe in myself. I've always believed in myself, I guess, but it's just now I can believe in myself with, with confidence. With him. Yeah, and like when people <laughs> ask me now, I'm like, yeah, keep going, keep going, girl. I'm there. Whereas before, yeah. it was always like, mm. Where do you think that comes from? Is it, I know it's Ghanaian, so let's keep humble, small, small, but it's not even a Ghanaian thing, is it? I feel like with our counterparts, our sisters and brothers. Ah, yes, over there on that side. <laughs> yeah, very confident people. Very. Sometimes I always think that's not a bad attribute to have because when it comes to business and navigating in a business space, you can tell. And that's something that's ingrained in you. So mm. I think it might be a cultural thing. And also being a woman and the fact that when you're growing up and stuff, you're not really taught to be confident or be assertive. So it's like fighting with that. As, and being a black woman, you know, already like you already come with a lot of like stigmas and stuff. So not wanting yeah. to feed into that as well. It's about finding the balance. But Sha, I am who I am, isn't it? So exactly. I think with growing older, you just you get more comfortable with letting those things go. I think even yeah. for me, just caring about what other people think as a black woman or yeah. as you know, someone who's going after what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sort of sheds after some time, but it does take time. So jumping all the way back to the beginning. So let's start at your the beginning of your fitness journey. So what was your relationship with fitness as you were growing up? Yeah, I've never been an active individual at all. I used to forge my mum's signature to say I can't do PE. Like <laughs> I was um I wasn't comfortable with my own skin. Definitely weight related. Getting changed in the change room in front of other girls. Yeah. And obviously, like if you're quite if you're overweight, it's like I didn't want my fat to juggle when I run. Or yeah. do you know what I mean? 
it was mainly based on insecurities for me to be honest with you um and I wasn't good at it either my family always laugh like now like my brothers in particular because they're very athletic they played basketball they played loads of sports growing up and I was always their like fat sister so they always laugh if you was to say to them in the future that I'd be doing what I'd do and they would have laughed because like how where when like how do we get here kind of thing so um like I've always had issues with my weight to be fair but I guess I never really understood how to do it and I don't think it's something you really taught in secondary school it's mainly just sports it's not really fitness related so and they don't teach you anything about like nutrition the food and come from African house everyday jollof <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I didn't have any direction I just knew that I needed to lose weight and I didn't know how so I, I kind of dabbled and I've always been a person who like naturally has loads of male friends so when my male friends like started going to the gym in college I'd go with them and kind of like try and mimic what they're doing but there was no consistency and for me it's like I'd go I, I can guarantee I wasn't getting in a serious workout and I just go home and eat chicken chips or eat jollof or yeah <laughs> yeah that's, that's just kind of how it was and then I went to uni and again like towards the end of graduating because I was going on holiday me and my friends decided to like start working out so I bought like workout DVDs and what DVDs did you have Mel B I had Mel B's workout video i her bum booty kind of <laughs> I remember I was going to Miami and I did this this DVD every day. Really banged it out. Every day I started going running and I couldn't, like, I started doing sit-ups. But, like, food-wise, it mm. just it was all wasted efforts, if that makes sense. So I never really achieved the body that I wanted. I kind of, I guess I was working, I wasn't working smart. Um, but, again, it was never coming from a place of, like, long-term change it was always coming from a place of oh, I'm going on holiday so yeah I don't want to be too uncomfortable but then I'd go on holiday and still feel uncomfortable so I just I and when I'd get on holiday I kind of everything would go out the window so it was only when I came out of like a bad relationship and I was like I literally hit rock bottom so depressed and I was like I don't know what I'm doing with my life to be honest with you because I felt like I was floating in general so career-wise I was floating didn't know what I was doing but everything was just meh and how old were you at that time? This is after uni. So I was 22, going on 23. And I was just miserable. And then I always say that it had to be from God, yeah, because, again, given my history, I've never been a person who's been interested or willing to go and work out. But I just kept feeling the urge to go for runs. How? How? Michelle. The Holy Spirit took over your body to just say, get up. It's the Holy Spirit because, <laughs> Michelle... Wet me. Bearing in mind, these runs were not long. Like, I'd run for like two minutes and then feel like I'm having a heart attack. But whenever I finished, I always felt better. I was always talking to myself when I was running or like just offloading. And it was always my time to kind of just, do you know what I mean? And then my friends um, worked in a gym like across the road from my house. So I would go there a lot of the time and just like when he's on shift, just chill. Because it was one of those gyms where they were so laid back. Oh, good to have a friend in the gym, man. Yeah. Used to get that hooked up. I remember he said to me, like, why don't you like, why don't you work out? And I was like, mm, I don't know what to do. Da, da, da. He was like, okay, cool. Not cardio, but like weight training and stuff. And I was like, oh no, like I don't want to look manly, whatever, whatever. And so he was like, trust me, you won't look manly. Like I'll show you what to do. So then I started whenever he was training, training with him. And then I started to enjoy it. And then I was like, oh, I'm actually good at something. Wow. Like <laughs> I can't believe it. And the more I trained with him, the better I got. And then I'd literally not need him anymore. Kind of found my feet. What was it that made you keep coming back? What was that feeling when you say, oh, like, I enjoyed it? One, I was good at it. 
And mm-hmm. two, I I generally enjoyed what I was doing. Like I was exploring something new. It was a realm that I'd never really experienced before. Yeah. And also when you work out and you're doing it correctly, you will start to see results. And I just thought, oh my gosh, like this actually works. So Jim isn't a fad. It's not fake. <laughs> like I guess all those things together made me really, really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I guess I, fi- I was finding myself or finding new things out about myself and stuff like that. And then I joined, I remember I joined Instagram and for me, it's like, I wasn't going to take selfies or cute pics. I just, that was never me. So I'd put up like what I was eating or me in the gym and that kind of stuff. And um, at the time, I'll be honest, there wasn't a lot of black women doing it. I do remember at the beginning, I did get a lot of like stick and hate from like my male friends, but it was more banter, but it was like, Oh, um, why are you so on gym? It's unattractive. You're never going to find right. a guy. Like, man, them don't want girls that bench press. Like, yeah, I can imagine everyone putting their two cents in and you've got to sort of fight that. It was like 2011, 2012, 2011. Yeah. So that was when peak when Twitter was just a mad place. Yeah, a lot of people had lots to say about it. What were your family saying at that point? <laughs> My mum was, like, <laughs> was like, yeah, you're going to look like a man. Like, calm down. <laughs> Your arms are looking very, like, you're going to lose your curve. Don't go and lose your bum. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I heard all of that. But I'm quite a stubborn person anyway. So I was just like, oh, okay, guys, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. To be fair, I realized that a lot of black women were going through the same struggles. So I started to get a lot of, oh, my gosh, I'd love to train with you. Like, I'd, I really want to go to the gym. I realized that there was a lot of us who felt in the same space like yeah did that reassure you a little bit because you're saying that the industry in itself at the time there weren't a lot of black women there but yeah i I didn't even see it as a thing because bearing bearing in mind at this time i'm not even qualified as a a personal trainer i started to get a lot of girls like following me or like asking to like train me to train them and stuff and i wasn't qualified so it was more like you know what i can't train you but i can train with you again it became social i got to meet a lot of people who i had things in common with um and then because I kept getting the PC request so much, I thought, you know what? What do I have to lose? Like, let me actually do this qualification and see what happens. But one of my reservations was because it wasn't something that was birthed in me from young. I felt like, am I just going through a phase? Or if I commit, am I going to waste my time? Because within a year, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm not interested in this anymore. So I, I wasn't really sure. Just to that point about... Um, and you said you were conscious about doing it, the qualification, because it hadn't been birthed in you from the beginning. I think it's something we all grow up with of, you know, trying to figure out ourselves and what we want to mm-hmm. do and feeling like we have to know that from what, age five? Five, literally. Like, why do we need to know that from age five? I think it is that journey through your 20s and all the sort of things that you do go through that will lead you to that passion. It seems like that's what's happened with yeah. you. Most definitely. And no matter what the weather, like, I just, I was so driven by the passion that I just continued to kind of like do it. So then I took the plunge and did the qualification and then was doing it on the side as like, so I was doing PT and working my nine to five. And I guess I did that for, I took like three, three years. But then it's like, once you qualify, then you're like, oh, like I've always had an issue with asking people for money. And I've always, oh, right. Right. Now I'm a lot more confident. But in the beginning, again, like I would find it hard to ask for what I felt I was worth. And I was just always like, you know, even just again, driven by passion. So doing things that really realistically was no financial benefit to me or I wasn't really gaining anything from it. 
No, more or less, it probably might even be putting you out of pocket. All that traveling you might be doing to meet up with yeah. people. But because I was really passionate about it and I enjoyed it, I wasn't really looking at it from a business perspective. Um, so this this thing about not being able to ask people from or being uncomfortable, I would say, is asking people for money. Why? Again, it's just, it's. I feel, okay, different reasons. I feel like growing up where, well, not all of us, but there is this, like money doesn't have a positive stigma. It has so many negative connotations. It's just like an uncomfortable topic. So I was always uncomfortable asking people for money or like chasing up payments. And do you know what I mean? Like I always kind of stayed yeah. away. And and sometimes like even just took losses because I wasn't confident enough to like be bold Chase to it up. what I deserved. Like, do you know what I mean? So um, it took a while um, to get there, but then I, re- and I guess it comes with confidence. So in the beginning, when you're finding your feet, it's more like, okay, you know, this is more for experience. If I get paid, it's a blessing, but if I don't, I'm learning how to run a business and whatnot, whatnot. Um, so it was more that. And also because I worked a nine to five, I was comfortable financially. So yeah. I didn't see it as my only, but it wasn't my bread and butter. This was just extra money on the side. So yeah, but it's also that feeling like you need to be an expert, but you can learn and develop your own skill and also teach someone at the same time. Like things are not mutually exclusive, but I think that's always a struggle. That was definitely some. That's definitely something I've had to learn along the way. And how have you learned that? Is it from like people speaking that into you, like ah, oh, like you know, you can't be doing this for free, man? Do you know what I've had? I think my it came from a place of frustration, you know. I think I've had, I've had a few incidences that I just thought, nah, you're actually taking the mick out of me. <laughs> like, like I'm somebody's child. Like, no. <laughs> I'm a child of God. Yeah. Awesome. I've definitely had moments of frustration. And in that frustration, I said, no, do you know what? Nah, I'm not having this anymore. And I, honestly, I feel like if you don't, if you don't assert yourself in the beginning, that's what allows people to get too comfortable. So nice. I've had my fair share of comfortability and I'm like, you know, what? I'm over that now. I'm not a learner in this game anymore. So you, you guys are going to respect me. If you, if you don't, you can go elsewhere. Like, and it's also setting a standard because it's like, if you bend your back over for one person, what does that say about your business? If they then now go spread that or tell other people, it's like, you're going to, you're going to put out a narrative there that you don't even really want. So I had to not take it personal because in the beginning I did used to take it personal and internalize it the same way. They just see it as business. And if you don't ask, you don't get. The same way you two, it's just business. They can't get, like, I never wanted to offend people. And I never wanted to, like, come across money hungry. It's a transaction. And I think it's that mindset of switching from passion to business, which I found really interesting with you. Like, obviously, it's something that you really love and you do it from your heart. But then switching it into, okay, now I've got to make this a business. What were some of your biggest sort of mistakes in that sort of transition? Um, So not structuring my life as though it was a business. So for example, when I quit my nine to five, I guess I'd say for the first year of quitting my nine to five or first six months, I still operated like it was a side hustle Mm. and didn't have structure. And it made no sense because, and it was because I was too comfortable having a nine to five. So even looking at the financial side of things, I wasn't, when I had the nine to five, I wasn't really focused on that. Do you get what I mean? Because I had the comfortability of, oh, I've got a salary. Then when I switched over, I learned the hard way and thought, wow, <laughs> this is what it's really like then. Okay, got it. Okay. The heat, the fire is burning. Literally. That was definitely one of my biggest um, mistakes, like not 
planning. And this is the thing, I feel like when you transition from passion to business, you can sometimes forget that you're making that transition to still operate in a, in a space of passion. But if you remove that comfortability of finances, it's no longer passion, it's business. I then had to say, okay, cool. I need to still operate and move like I would if I had a, um, a nine to five. And do you know what it was? It's because I was really burnt out. So because I was juggling PT and meal prepping and my nine to five, I literally worked. I felt like I worked three jobs. I did work three jobs. So how did you balance it? So when you were doing your nine to five, so you do that, come back and then? I'd PT before work. So I'd I'd get to the gym for seven. Um, I always had a 7 a.m. client. After that, I'd um, get to work for nine. Then I'd leave work at five and then go back to the gym in the evening because I'd have PT clients then. So sometimes I'm leaving the gym nine, getting home for 10, and then I'm eating and going to bed. And that's Monday to Friday. Then on Saturday and Sunday, that's when meal prep happens. So Saturday, I'm going out to grab all the food and prepping the food. Sunday, I'm cooking the food and delivering the food. And these times I'm delivering all over London. So North, South, East, West, Essex. And then I'm coming home, cleaning up my house and then going back to work on Monday. But then I've got PT before I go to work. So I could get in 3, 4 a.m. and have to be up at 6. And I was consistently doing it for like three years. So when I quit my job, I was fatigued so burned out that I couldn't even operate in the space of business because I was just tired so I, I was like I deserve it I'm gonna sleep yeah, I was just about to say like, you just need to sleep for a month yeah literally I did it for a bit too long then <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying lack of structure I'm catching up on all lost time which was good and but to a degree because then it's not like I even set myself structure to say cool I'm gonna do this for a month and then get back on it so I think that's yeah. the that was definitely one of the biggest mistakes or hurdles that I had to kind of learn from. And then making that jump from nine to five and deciding that you're going to leave it, because I guess that's a lot, that's a big challenge or a big part of the issue for a lot of people who do have passions or side hustles and then want to move into having those as full time. Yeah. What was the kicker for you? Is it because you started to make enough money that you thought you could sustain yourself? Or was it because you just were just burnt out and something needed to change? Uh, it was a range of things. So I wanted to... I was at one job and then I wanted to, I was no longer happy in that job. You know, when going to work makes you cry. Just the thought of being in your office is just, I hate it here. The job was no longer ticking my brain. It was one of those jobs that I knew from the back of my hand. I was no longer challenged. And and mm. when I was there, I was mainly doing my business stuff on the yeah, side. You checked out. But fear, I knew I wasn't ready to go nine to five. I mean, I knew I wasn't ready to go self-employed at that moment. I was too scared. And financially, I hadn't put myself in the best position yet. So I changed jobs. And the job I changed to, I actually was interested in doing, and I didn't mind doing it. So I was happy to do that job. But I said to myself, I'm only going to be here for a year. However, a year turned into three. That, it be like that. Yep, a year turned into three. And when it, was, when it got to the third year, I was like in that same space, checking out mentally. And then on top of that, I had... Like my side business, my side hustle business was a lot more successful than when I was in my previous job. So I had a lot more clients. Do you know what I mean? Things were really like. It was growing. Yeah. This is even harder than it was at my previous job kind of thing. So I set myself a financial goal and I was like, when I hit this goal, then I'm going to quit. I reached the goal and then I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> this is, that fear will keep you there, boy. And I was like, oh, I'm not ready to do this. Then, um, I it's weird. I had two different people say to me they had a dream 
again, confirmation. I had a dream and you quit your job and you were doing PT and then you were thriving and da, 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 da. And I was just like, again, it was weird because I hadn't told them that, that was, those were my plans. So I saw that as confirmation and I said, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Cause, and this was like the end of the year. January came, I just handed in my notice. And the thing is... How did that feel? <laughs> it was amazing. And a lot of people in my office knew everything I was doing anyway. So my manager was like, I've always known this day was coming, but I'm so proud of you. Like, go for it. And I say a lot of people see it in you before you see it in yourself, which is yeah. the wildest. But it's good to have those people around who can support you and push you, even if it is through God-placed dreams. I'm grateful because I feel like if I didn't have those confirmations, I probably would have dragged my feet a bit longer. So I was like, Do you know what? I actually have all the signs that I need. Am I waiting to get hit by a truck or something? Like, what more? <laughs> that confirmation, just get over yourself and do it. So faith plays a huge role in a lot of the decisions you'd make, you'd say. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Fast forward now to today and the sort of weird situation that we are in with lockdown. Yeah. But how have you seen the sort of change to your business? What's been the biggest sort of growth points for you? Funnily enough, and this, I feel like this year, although it's been crazy, I'm so aligned with everything. Like I'm literally where I'm meant to be and I was not meant to be anywhere else because everything has literally fallen into place organically. I've always wanted an online business because I understand that in order to scale, you need to be able to reach a wide audience of people. So one of my goals on my vision board for this year was to be able to like have an online business that was sustainable. So going into lockdown, it forced me to do that. And had it not been for that, again, I probably would have dragged my feet. And I guess it's also proved to me that I can really adapt to my situations. Like I'm the kind of person who I might sulk for a bit, but like once I'm in that zone of I've got to make make things work and get through it, like I, I'm unstoppable, I guess. With... With online comes, you know, more visibility, but then it also, it comes more people that you see in terms of the comp competitive landscape and more people getting into fitness and stuff like that. How do you sort of keep focused on you? So funnily enough, that has definitely been one of the things I've had to really learn this year. And I've always known this, but then it, it, I'm human in it. But I just... For me, I literally just got to a point where I was like, Gina, you're definitely in the place that you're meant to be because to this point of how you've got here, nothing's been by chance. What is for you will be for you regardless of what anybody else is doing. And, what, and once I like, and I've always felt that, but I've, I had to really believe it. I was like, do you think I care what this person's doing over here, what that person's doing over here? I'm literally tunnel vision because nobody else is me and nobody else can do what I do. Like, I am me. I'm, I'm my own brand. So like even things like launching my resistance bands, I could have done that ages ago. And the thing is, loads of people when I, when I finally kind of like launched it were like, we've been waiting for this. You know, I felt like everybody else has resistance bands. So why would you want mine? I mean, like there's no shortage of resistance bands. So me coming to add mine to them, they're like, but not everyone's you. Like I actually know that, <laughs> but I just didn't believe it. So this year, I feel like the self-belief has been, has definitely um, increased a lot. And yeah, everything's just, everything's just been so organic. I, I I can't not be confident. I can't not 
um, believe that this is your journey, literally. that this is your destiny. Because I've been able to do all of this in a pandemic with everybody else around me in my field in the same position. Do you understand know what I mean? So regardless of what anybody else is doing, I've still managed to achieve what I've been able to achieve. That That's the major key that what, I think once you start thinking like what is for you will not pass you by yeah. and repeat that to yourself in every area of life, whether it is career, whether it's relationships, whether it's friendships and people around you, that it just becomes a sense, gives you a sense of peace, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I know it's not easy because it's definitely taken me a while to get there because especially because in the day and age that we're in, we have access to social media. So we're going to consistently see other people's wins or see what other people are doing. And that can make you start questioning your own growth and ability and stuff like that. So I've dealt with all of that. And, and obviously being visible and everybody, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like this year alone, especially because everyone's been at home and had a lot more time to be on social media and be engaged in social media, you start to notice or see a lot more things that, 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 than you would have before which can allow you to start questioning yourself and stuff like that but yeah I just had to block all of that out and be like you know what that's not allowing me to grow or that's I can sit here and wallow about whatever so-and-so is doing over there but in the meantime they're securing the bag so yeah yeah do you do you have like practical things that you do or is it essentially that you have to talk to yourself or do you come off social media for a bit because I guess social media is a place where you get your clients too this year so I went through like a phase where I didn't come off because I needed to post and stuff but I would admit I just wouldn't scroll so I'd literally yeah. go online do what I needed to do as in post what I needed to post respond to what I needed to respond to but I just wouldn't actively scroll because I was like I don't even want to be on this app right now but I know I need that app for work let me just do what I need to do and go about my business and when I started doing that I found that I was, it, it wasn't that bad. And then I was able to just focus on myself and what I needed to do without the noise of everybody else and then come back with a new level of confidence. So when you're thinking like long-term now, forget pandemic and everything that's happening. What do you see as the future for you? I literally want Train to Slay to be like a global, a global brand, not just a UK brand, like on par with the greats literally manifest it come on and it's not even that I want it is going to be and it will be nothing less than that because there's there's no other way there's no there's no other way that it can't so I believe that it's going to be and I'm literally just like for me I said that I I believe train to stay is going to be the legacy I leave my kids and my kids kids the same way Philip Knight created Nike and now the rest of anybody in that that family is going to Set. I'm going to be the first for my family in it, and here we are. So I think this this word of success sometimes we do just attribute it to career, yeah, um, or even like financial gains. You know, what other things do you, as Gina, see as you know additions to your su- successful life? You know what? For me, peace of mind. Mm. Like, like I, you know, when you you're just so not phased by anything in life. Like, yeah, peace of mind definitely, and um. I want financial freedom. I mean, I know we all do, but I, I really want it. <laughs> like, I really... We need to say that out loud because it's like what you said earlier, where this thing about money, sometimes we shy, oh, I just want to do this and do my bit. No. I want financial freedom, sis. Like, bring me the coins. All of it. And just like, like a happy, a happy household. Like, I want to, I want to be, obviously I'm not a mum yet, but I want to be like a role model to my kids so that they can see like, 
like you can you can do it all. Like I want them to like see me as an inspiration and be like, no, nah, I want to be like my mom. Like she's so cool. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> and it's, it will happen. Amen. Amen. So we have a dilemma from a listener who will remain anonymous. So I'm just going to read it out. So it goes like this. I'm in my early 40s and I just don't feel like I'm myself. Like whose body is this? I don't have the time to work out like I used to. I don't have the energy or vim for life anymore. Oh, my friends look like they're living their best life, but I feel like my spark has gone physically and mentally. I don't feel like the person I was before when I was younger. How can I mentally and physically get back to the person I used to be? I think remember the things that you used to do before that you used to enjoy and start dabbling in those things a lot more. I feel like a lot of the time when we grow up and stuff, we feel like when life gets really busy, we're not allowed to still enjoy life. Like life has to be stressful. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, everything has to be productive. Yeah. And oh, you hit the nail on the head. My partner tells me all the time, he's like, you you just like to be busy for being busy sake. And I'm like, do you know what it is? I can't not be productive because I feel like I'm wasting time or I'm, do you know what I mean? It's not that serious. And sometimes you are allowed to take time for yourself to do the things that you enjoy and do the things that Mm. you like. And when you do that, it will kind of remind you of how you used to be and should hopefully allow you to kind of get closer to that person. And I feel like I found that with reading. So when I was younger, I really enjoyed reading. And now as I'm like reading a lot more, I'm remembering why I used to enjoy it. And it's kind of like nostalgic and reminds me of my childhood. And do you know what I mean? I feel like I'm getting closer to myself. Um, Mm. So if it's exercise related and if they did used to work out before or like have some sort of routine, I'd say go back to that. So if you can't commit to an hour, maybe commit to half an hour or 15 minutes or, you know what I mean? Even if it's something small, like, okay, in the morning when you wake up doing 50 sit-ups or just something small to kind of start the the process and also be kind to yourself like I feel like a lot of the time we're too harsh um and we expect to kind of get back to where we used to be overnight um but the same way you kind of fell out of that um as time went on is the same way you'd have to kind of fall into it as time goes on yeah it's true that that sort of being kind to yourself and not trying to put even more pressure but just mm-hmm. Relating that back to you as well in the what you do for your business and even for your fitness journey personally, obviously in the current climate that we live in, that you know body standards change mm-hmm. throughout the years. Like when I was growing up, it was all about the the slim thing, the yeah. little thin cake mosses, yeah. and then growing up even further, it's like to have the back off. And I'm going, in, I don't really have the back off, so I think I just got missed out from that conveyor belt line. <laughs> but I mean, it's mentally I've I've dealt with it, you know, but yeah. It's how do you sort of deal with, you know, the sort of body standards that the fitness industry also has? Um, remember how I said before, like I wasn't confident enough or like I lacked imposter syndrome and stuff. And it was, mine. a lot of it was based on aesthetics. And it sounds really silly, but I always kept saying I didn't feel like I looked like a personal trainer. Um, right. I went through a period where I felt like I didn't look like a trainer. And it made me really insecure because... I felt like, well, if I don't look the way people expect me to look, how can I now come and transform your life or et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So that put a lot of pressure on me. Um, and it still puts pressure on me, so to speak, because I'm a brand. So I know that I can't really have an off season, but I'm human. I want to fall off and get back on the wagon because life happens. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But because of the, stand- the, so- the standard society has put on us and social media in particular, 
and always being like open or visible to everybody and everybody's opinions, um, it is harder to kind of like completely be free. But I do feel like, again, as I've got older, like in terms of caring about people's opinions, like yeah. they're really getting smaller and smaller. And it's so crazy because I turned 30 last year and all my friends who are over, over 30 were like, oh, when you get to 30, it's so amazing because you're not going to give a damn about what anyone says. That has that proven true? Honestly, my 30s have been, I have enjoyed the lot. I'm 31, so I'm, mm. I haven't been here for that long. But over this side of life, yeah, I'm yeah. having a whale of a time. Like, even a year in and you feel like, yeah, this is it. Trans- it's, it's transitional. I'm not even joking. Like, I yeah. really don't care. And I generally, because I'm a big woman, like, I don't even care what you have to say. Like, I'm not trying to fit in. I'm not trying to keep up with the Joneses or do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm focused on establishing myself and being true to myself and who I am. Um, Yeah, there's just like a whole new level of confidence that came with it. And you realise that that authenticity of you just being yourself, having your down days, bouncing back is what sells you as a brand too. People can relate to that a lot more, so. And being transparent. And that's one thing. I used to think I was a bit too transparent, to be, to, be, to be fair. But I'm not one to shy away from being honest and open about myself because I know that I've gone through so many experiences in life that I can... And I didn't go through those experiences in vain. Like, I definitely went through them so I could help other people. So even if it means exposing myself and being vulnerable, as hard as it is, if there's someone that's going to hear it and it could literally be that light bulb moment for them or even allow them to feel like they're not alone then I can't waste that's that's also part of my purpose do you get what I mean all right we're gonna wrap up now so I think I mentioned an email just about shouting out someone who you want to sort of put on a platform or shine a light on it might be someone that is in the fitness field it might be someone personal to you but someone who you feel like is you know really taking on this idea of success after 30 and you just want to shine a light on them or ask them to go check them out too. I have a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of us over on the 30 plus side, to be honest. But oh yeah, it's a gang gang out here, man. <laughs> shout out um, my friend Danai because she's always been unapologetically herself. She's just very like carefree and just she lives her best life, and I absolutely love it. Um, I'm also going to shout out Crystal um, because again. Like, she's doing amazing. And I don't think she... Both of them, actually, I don't think they give themselves enough credit for what they do and how they've contributed to the industries that they're in. To be honest, I'm surrounded by so many amazing women. So those two are the only two that came to mind just like that. But the list of women over 30 who are literally dominating this their field and the space. And I'm really happy that we got to have this conversation because I do believe that everyone likes to make this big deal about 30 under 30 and the full mm. list. And even I felt some type of way at some point where I thought, oh, I didn't make it to, like, I didn't kind of hit my, and I know I've not hit my peak either. So this is it, yeah. A part of me sometimes would feel like, oh, like, did I start too late? Or look at the internet and the generation, like, behind us, they're killing it. There's, like, 20-year-olds who created amazing businesses and do you know what I mean I just think oh man yeah. but again alignment I've just had to accept that I'm where I'm meant to be at the time that I'm here so it is what it is 
that's it. Your journey is your journey and that's going to take you to your destiny. And that's all you can sort of focus on. But yeah, that whole sort of pressure in your twenties and the stories, they do come out. And I think we all have to, you know, admit we are human and you are going to get touched by it. And sometimes yeah. it's a little bit of, oh, gosh, whatever we do with all these years, but. Yeah, hundred percent. Like how comes they figured it out so early? But say that, like, if you had figured it out that early, you'd even be in the position that you're in. Your life would have could have looked different. So. Completely. Yeah. And I think as he's sort of saying, everything that's happened from your childhood to this point has been in such a connected flow literally that you can only just know that that's this is where you're supposed to be at this present time so where can we find you where can people find you if they want to you know get their little super sorted <laughs> or you know waste is a cutie all of that you can find me on instagram my at is just underscore gene g-e-e-n um the same thing on twitter um and those are the only two platforms to be fair instagram's like the main platform that i use so if you want to find out more about the services I provide, you can go to my website, um, www.justgene.com. If you want to purchase any resistance bands, same place. If you want to listen to my podcast, it's um, Meet Us After Seven, which is on that. Spotify, Apple Music, and SoundCloud. Um, and I think that's about it, really. Yeah, those are the main kind of places where you'll find... Lovely. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more inspo and to carry on the conversation, follow us on Instagram at successafter30podcast. And don't forget to use that as a hashtag too. Until the next time, bye.